Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 214, recorded live on Sunday, July 17th, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who's such a little youngster, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who's an old man, Andy Lowe. Hi. How was your birthday, Andy? Well, it was a Tuesday, and so Tuesdays at um, work are insane. Okay. Because that's the day where we have to deal with payroll. Ah. So we have to have our payroll submitted by a certain time on Tuesdays, so it's chaos. Especially since um, it had to deal with the week of July 4th, and so people um, would get paid. It's because it's a paid holiday in the corporate system. But their system is set up, so um, da, ba, da, ba, da, 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 uh, shift premiums. So, you know, you get like a shift premium for working third shift versus first shift. Mm-hmm. That was not put into the system. Oops. So, yeah, it added to the craziness. And, oh, my God. It's a, you Okay, computer people will find this funny. Company is an international company. It has factories literally all over the world right now. They're opening one up, up in uh, Brazil, and the company's actually Norwegian, right? Okay. And so their timekeeping system is set up for everybody. So this one system called Kronos. Apt name. Yeah. Um, well, it's run through another company. And so you basically, they had to buy licenses for each, for the size of the company. You'd buy like so many licenses for your company to put them into the system. Well, we ran out of licenses because this <laughs> company got so big that we ran out of licenses. And so nobody could actually get put into the timekeeping system, therefore also could not get paid. Oops. Yeah, so that was a fun eight hours. We're like, how come we can't? Because every every single temp we bring in the door has to have be put into the system. So we're bringing in yeah. people like ten, fifteen new people a week just to try them out in the job, and every single one of those needs a license. Like we can we can take them back again after the temp leaves, but still, it's, we ran out of licenses. Oh, oops! It's just pure chaos sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, my birthday was crazy. Did you do anything fun after work? Uh, we went to Urbelli's, which was kind of an Italian restaurant. I mean, I had, because I got one of those free entree coupons. So, so we've gone to Urbelli's. We went to TGI Fridays. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to Mongolian after we finish recording. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You need to take me to Mongolian. Yes. I have another coupon <laughs> for the Ann Arbor Mongolian that expires at the end of the um, month. Yeah. Okay. I thought you guys were coming out here this weekend. Kate's over there right now. Ah. Bridal shower. Okay. I decided I did not want to sit the uh, two hours in the hot car. Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea. Yeah, we still haven't gotten our air conditioning fixed. So you said you made your wife sit for two hours in a hot car. <laughs> she got invited to the bridal shower. I did yeah. get invited to the bridal shower. We invited you over here, jackass. I don't remember that. said, so, oh, you can come spend time over with us, Andy. But then we'd only have one car, and I'd be trapped there. Oh, because it would be so bad to be trapped here, where you are surrounded by friends Well, who have actually now played Venus Needs Men. Yeah, we already brought that up. Yep. Jeez, Dave, you're living in the past, man. Yeah, well, I'm also living on false promises, Andy. <laughs> I never promised that I was oh, coming over. i to be over there three times this morning. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be two times. Mm-hmm. Still going to be over there on the 30th. Mm-hmm. And the 31st. Which is still one trip over there, but still. Yeah. Besides, if I was going over there right now, I would have had to bring all my stuff, and then we would have had to record. Oh, we could have recorded over there. Oh, darn. We would have recorded in person. 
Me, 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 me. Because that's me. so terrible. True. What would I? Mm, I don't know. Too late now. I know. I'm Sucks already for you. <laughs> Doesn't really suck to me. I've been sitting in here in yep. my pajama pants all day. Nope. Sucks to be you. I've been lounging around in my pajama pants, catching up on my TV, mm-hmm. watching my. But you could gear. be here playing games, board games, video games, watching movies, going out to food. I'm going to be doing that anyway. <laughs> doing it with friends. Okay, the friends part. Yeah. But I'm so still... sitting on your ass and watching movies and playing games, huh? Yes. You know what you could do? What? Sit on your ass and watch movies and play games while in a shipping crate. <laughs> what? This is what Jordan Long has been doing. He will be locked in a crate for seven days, being shipped to Oregon while playing Lord of the Rings online. What? Yep. A guy, a crate, and seven days. And oh, Lord of the Rings online. Um, how is he going to the bathroom? I'm not sure. Okay, two custom air-sealed containment units for waste. Yeah. Uh, Be placed inside a truck and driven from Oregon, uh, from Arkansas to Oregon. I love how this is not the first time this guy has put himself in a box. (laughs) So, yeah. That's... Uh, so you feel all special getting to sit home and play video games and sit on your ass all day. This guy's doing it for art's sake. You know, I had an idea about this, something like this, actually, that I would have loved oh. to try before I met Kate. I was thinking about this, actually. Um, before me, before you met Kate? That was back in high school. I know. All right, I was a high on. school student, so I didn't have a, the ability to do it. And now that I'm married, I wouldn't want to do it. Um, but, uh, you've been to Ikea, right? Yeah. You know how they have those sections as you're traveling along where it's like how to live in 500 square feet or something like that? Yeah. There's one that's like 270 square feet, which I just kind of laugh at because it's smaller than my apartment. Yeah. So my idea was, is to start in a place that's 365 square feet. And as the year progresses, you lose a square foot of space. Andy, can you fit in a square foot? Um, I would have to stand. No. Andy, how wide are your shoulders? I'm not sure. Because unless it's uh, smaller than 1.41 square feet, or not square feet, but 1.41 feet, you you can't. Where'd my ruler go? Dang it. (laughs) Andy, your hand is going to be about, what, five or six inches? Something like that. How many hands across are your shoulders? One, two, maybe two and a half. I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to... You might be able to pull it off. Besides, that last day, all I'd be doing is just standing there. (laughs) Yeah, but you'd have to stand on the the diagonal. Mm Mm-hmm. For the last 24 hours or so. Yeah. It would really suck when you have to get rid of... Actually, you have to go back a step before that. Because when you're down to two square feet, that's not enough room to lay down. No, it isn't. So I'd have to do that whole... uh, Yeah, you need to figure out how tight a ball you can curl up into when you're laying down. Because if you want to sleep, that's how you're going to have to do it. I could sleep sitting up. Not standing, but still like... I'm sitting in a chair. I would guess that this is about eight square feet. What? Maybe a little. Well, okay, maybe not eight. That's about one and a half by three. So four and a half square feet, five and a half square feet, something like well, that. I'm just, I'm just liking the idea of just trying to figure out. Okay, four and a half square feet. 
365 square feet to live in. Mm -hmm. And then as I lose one, you kind of have to do the what's more important to me. I think this is a very poor idea. I think it'd be brilliant to watch somebody do that, to make the decision of chair versus table or this versus versus that. (laughs) Versus toilet. Yeah. I think I would keep the toilet for as long as possible. (laughs) The last night you're sleeping on the toilet. Versus kitchen. I mean, at some point you're you're giving up food. Well, those last few days, all you got to do is just get a bunch of protein bars. Your like shower, doing. your sink. Hey, I, it was an idea I had in high school. I thought it'd be funny. And yeah. This whole traveling in a box thing reminds me. Okay. What other funny ideas did you have in high school? Anything? <laughs> I had lots of crazy ideas in high school. Yeah. Do you remember my uh, film festival film? The one where I was stalking, who was it? It was Kevin with a coffee grinder? Yes. Yes. Wearing the pseudo Darth Vader mask. And my longest black jacket? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember chasing him up to the rafters in the uh, the catwalks over the stage. <sighs> I remember the gigantic ass extension cord. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. Three 100-foot extension cords. You see, I would have crazy ideas like that back in high school. Yep. So here's a crazy idea. All right. Let's buy PopCap. All right. Do you have $750 million? Well, not just seven. You have $650 million in cash and then $100 million of EA stock? No. Then you can't. Damn. Because that's what EA just bought them for. I yeah. seven hundred and fifty million dollars. This is um, it's kind of funny. So what, why am I seeing the number billion thrown around? Um, well, originally, well, after this was announced, uh, Zanga actually said that they wanted to buy PopCap for a billion dollars. Yeah, the PopCap said no. <laughs> like, uh, let's see, work for assholes or work for e- oh crap, same choice. <laughs> Well, once again, it comes to the idea that Zanga is stuck with Facebook. Yep. So if there's any problem with Facebook, Zanga is basically screwed. So, so. what's going to happen? What do you, I mean, we always yell at analysts, right? Industry analysts. But what, what do you think is going to happen, Andy? Play the analyst for a bit. Um, I think PopCap's going to try and expand their business to multi- I'm like, even more multiple platforms. But I think what? Wait. What platforms aren't they on? I'm not sure. The SNES? <laughs> well, not all of their games are on all of their platforms. No, but, I mean, they're developing. They've got shit coming out on Android. I mean, they haven't really put out anything new since PVZ. True. But they make casual toss-away games, like PVZ. I don't know. It's kind of interesting, though. The, um, the, the next one behind that one, the uh, EA PopCap deal breakdown... Yeah. It's actually like the legal document sort of things, acquisition announcements that EA put out there of the summary of what they're paying, the expected payout, yada, 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 why they're buying it. Why are why is EA buying PopCap? Because um, they want to uh, enhance EA's position in the casual social, social mobile tablet browser free-to-play video game market. <laughs> no joke, that is... Wow. <laughs> You can tell that this slide was literally made. (laughs) This slide was literally made in uh, PowerPoint because they used one of the PowerPoint themes. 
Oh, God. Um, what's really funny, though, is... Oh, where is it at? When they talk about success on Facebook, the uh, EA and PopCap are number two with the daily active users mm. in millions, which they say when they combine, it's going to be about 10 million people of daily active users. Yeah, but there's got to be some overlap between the two of them. Probably is, but still... Um, <laughs> That's a lot of people. According to the their data that EA posted, Zanga has 53.6 daily active users in millions. Wow. Oh, I know why EA has so many, because they bought Playfish. Ah, yeah. Like, what the hell does EA have on Facebook? Oh, yeah, Playfish. So there's lots of stuff about um, GAAP and just lots of numbers and spreadsheets and Excel things and blah, blah, blah. But some of it's interesting to read, especially the uh, top grossing games for iOS and PC games and yada, 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 where they think the average demographic is going to be and is. Yeah, it's kind of scary. But yeah, they pop caps now under the EA umbrella. Well, it Hopefully. will be. I mean, these deals, this doesn't happen overnight. No. These deals do take a little bit of time. Yeah. But it's on its way. I don't know. I mean, I, I foresee multiplayer plants versus zombies that you have to pay extra for. There is already a multiplayer. Yeah, but you don't have zombies. to pay extra for it. Well, you have to buy it again. Yeah. If I'm saying, like, downloadable content. Oh. Right? EA does a, a fair amount of DLC hosting it on their own servers. You had, like, the EA, EA Plus for their sports games. Wasn't EA the ones who did the $10 extra fee for playing online? Yes. That was for um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, where I had the one card, and if I didn't have the card, I would have to buy the online access for $10. Yeah. They're not actually the only ones doing that now. I think um, I think Ubisoft is doing that now as well. Oh, I'd, I'd bet they are. I'm or if you surprised. buy it used, if you want to play online, you got to pay ten bucks. Yep. Okay, so that's EA. That's probably the biggest news we've got right now. EA buying PopCap. Yeah, that, that's pretty big news. <laughs> okay, tell me about Groupon. Um, so it turns out Groupon had to amend their IPO because Groupon's uh, CEO was not allowed to say some of the things that um, he said. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, it seems. Uh, that you're when you file for an IPO, you're only allowed to say certain things publicly, mm-hmm. and and the Groupon IPO or, or Groupon CEO, CEO, Chief Executive Officer, Initial uh, Public Offering. Come on, yeah. Well, there's lots of TLAs, and this is getting TDC. TDC. Too damn confusing. Oh, I was gonna go with like a TFR. Totally fucking ridiculous, but sure. <laughs> Um, so they, they also, uh, used some accounting things that they weren't allowed to use. So it inflated their, uh, their worth. Yeah. Cause they didn't account for their marketing spending to gain new company, uh, customers. <laughs> Oops. But, um, okay, what was really so- interesting off of this, what I think is the most interesting mm-hmm. was they talked about their increase of, uh, sales and everything. Their increased subscriber base is now supposedly 83.1 million as of March 31st. The uh, total number of customers that have actually bought a Groupon, mm-hmm. 15.8 million. How much? Wait, say that again? Their subscriber base, yeah. 83 million. Yeah. 
the number of people who have actually bought coupons, 15.8 million. That's not many. Uh, I'm doing the quick math. It's about 19%. This is like a, a gym, except you don't have to pay for the membership. No. <laughs> That's... Uh, is Groupon sure they, they want to go public? They say revenue from their stuff has been... International domestic has been over $300 million each way. So supposedly they say they're making money. And they're actually expanding now. Did you uh, hear the news about the Detroit Groupon? No, what about it? Um, did I write that down? I thought I put it down there. Groupon I see Groupon and- car deal. Yes. La Fontaine, which anybody in the Ann Arbor, Detroit area should know about mm-hmm. for all of their car dealerships. Um, they offered a Groupon on Tuesday, on my birthday actually, um, for $200. And it was good for $500 off the purchase or lease of a vehicle, I think, at the Cadillac LaFontaine dealership in Detroit. And did people buy it? Well, we can see how many people bought the deal, if I can get to the Groupon link. I mean, that's, that's, a, yeah, that's a pretty significant thing, but only if people actually bought it. Let's look up Gru- Groupon LaFontaine. LaFontaine family deal of the day. No, I don't want... What is this Groupon now? Arr. Four people bought it. Is that enough to make it on? No. So there you go. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, it's all well and good that they do this shit, but people have to buy it. And that one did not... No, it's not going to work like that. No. If I was was in the process of buying or wanting to buy a GM-certified pre-owned vehicle... Yeah, that would be great. Get three hundred bucks off. Yeah, but yeah, they didn't even they didn't even get ten people to do it. So fail. So that's a wasted day on Groupon. Yep, I actually missed one of my Groupons. So I was kind of annoyed. I forgot about it yeah. for a uh, soup and sandwich place. I've I've probably missed one or two of mine. I still need to go to the. Uh, the I got one for um, entrance to pinball at the zoo and entrance to this uh, arcade and two free beverages. From their classic pop selection. Ah, oh, crap. Is that your phone? Yes, I forgot to put it on silent. Like, my, that's not my phone. My phone's right here. It's plugged in and it's quiet. It shouldn't be making noise. Are you getting text messages from T-Mobile about a chance to win an Audi Q5? No. Oh, why the hell am I? Uh, did you sign up for something with T-Mobile? I don't know. But they're playing trivia through text messaging, which for me is, that's just evil. <laughs> Are you sure it's actually T-Mobile? Well, they're sending me from 4444, which I thought was a T-Mobile text message number. T-Mobile. I don't remember. Yep, I lost a Groupon. Oh. It expired. Nope, yeah, T-Mobile launches 4G payday. Went up to $4,000 daily and a chance to something, something, something. Okay. So it is with T-Mobile's trivia review. Well, good for T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. If you wanted oh. to play along, you could text START to 4444. I'm good. Okay. So, Google traffic. Yeah, which was Google uh, predicting adjustments to the time based on traffic patterns. Yes. Started back in 2007, um, is no longer being used. Will my maps still show what the traffic is? Yes. Okay. That is currently still there, but when you apply, when you ask for directions, normally it will tell you, should take this long, and then it will say, this long with traffic. That little, this long with traffic has been, it's offline now. Huh. The, uh... 
manager of it said, we have decided that our information systems behind this feature were not as good as they could be. Therefore, we have taken this offline and are currently working to come up with a better, more accurate solution. Oh, so it's not gone permanently. It's just not there right now. True, but other things have been taken off and then never Never make it back. Yeah. Did you see, by the way... um, on the labs for Android, download map area. No, I did not. Yeah. Hmm. I should do that at some point. <laughs> There's also a measurement app. Not really app, but a measurement part. I keep on forgetting that on my phone it's just maps and not Google Maps. I keep on going for the G, but it's in the M's. But um, also the Google Maps on your Android still has a track traffic, what was it, predictor? Traffic estimator or something like that? I uh, don't remember. I don't know. I've never actually used Google Maps on my phone. Oh, because you don't have a 3G. Yeah. Gee. Well, technically, Dave, you now have 4G. So. I've had it for a long time. Technically, I don't. But I, I've had the HSPA, HPSA, I never remember the order, plus... HSPA+. Plus. Yeah, I've had that for some time now. Are you sure? Because T-Mobile just announced that they put that in the Ann Arbor area. Yeah, since I um, bought this phone, I've had it. <laughs> That's really odd, because they just put the press release out on Monday, stating that they had added to their network. Yeah, I'm. it's probably Detroit's making it out here, ah. but I've had it since I got the phone. <laughs> huh, interesting. And he's like, That's not fair. Yeah, I... You don't have a data network anyways. Why do you care? Well, I just want to actually have a cell phone network in, you know, some places around here. That was always the interesting part when I was driving through these back roads and farm fields and everything, losing my cell phone network. And people are like, oh, I can't live without my cell phone. I'm like, I have to. (laughs) When I was doing the stuff for the census, they would, the handheld computers that we had would have a cellular connection to connect back to the server and upload your information and stuff like that. But they had to be built with a um, basically a modem built into them as well. Because if okay. you didn't have a cellular network, you it would force you to try and find a landline phone somewhere, plug in, <laughs> plug and it, in. It, would, it would dial an 800 number and actually have a modem in there. Wow. Yay, 56K. Mm-hmm. So speaking of phones and 4G, mm-hmm. um, there was a recent survey done. And the interesting bit of this survey was the fact that 34% of iPhone owners, uh, when asked the question, are you planning on buying a 4G cell phone this year, indicated that they already owned one. Um, wait a minute. Yeah, um, there is no 4G iPhone out right now. You know, I blame Apple entirely for that. Yeah, because... What was the, the what was the third generation iPhone called? The iPhone 3G. Yeah. And the iPhone 3GS. And now they're on iPhone 4. Yes. Not iPhone 4G because they aren't on iPhone 4G because they don't have a 4G. No, they. It's just the iPhone 4. It's actually iOS 4 now. Really? Well, the the system is iOS. Okay, but it's still i. What iPhone do you have? Oh, I have the iPhone 4. Yeah. So. of iPhone owners said they already have one. 24% of BlackBerry owners said that they already owned one. There isn't a 4G BlackBerry. No, no, there isn't. (laughs) And 29% of 29% Android users said they already own one, which could be true. Not likely. No, that's, that's really high. Unless you polled people who only have, uh, like the, the, G2 or Sprint's high-end phones. Or the Evo 4G or the Samsung Infuse 4G. 
sprints, high-end phones. But, oh, that is... <laughs> What's also really interesting about this survey was the fact that most of the people think that um, they don't want to... Uh, 30% think the data plan will cost too much. 22% think that F- 4G performance isn't worth the cost. And 20% don't even know about 4G. Yeah. Uh, it's So... I'm sitting in the basement in Milan. Yes. And this might be the, the result of them plugging in the new network in Ann Arbor, because here it usually has been a little flaky. I'm getting 6 megabits down and 1.5 megabits up. <laughs> now, keep in mind, that's megabits, not megabytes. But that's still faster than hard, our uh, hardline connection. Yeah. Granted, we don't have a cap on our hard line. I have a undocumented soft cap mine. <laughs> yeah, did you see those uh the sprint commercials? Nope. Oh, where they're talking about uh everybody's unlimited data plan and they show them like taking off like rockets <laughs> and then the Smashing. AT&T yeah, the AT&T and Verizon ones like hit the the 2 gigabyte cap and then stop. And the Sprint and the T-Mobile ones break through, and then the Sprint one right around, I think they said like five or something, just starts to like sputter. <laughs> but the Sprint's like, oh, we're truly unlimited. So you mean that the T-Mobile one sputters? Yes. Okay. Sorry. You said the Sprint one. Yeah. Well, this whole... Like, that's a Sprint commercial. Why would the... What? <laughs> T-Mobile actually has a better 4G, <laughs> better data plans than we do. Sorry. Yep. Oh, uh, I've, I like my, my grandfather didn't plan... It's very nice. I love my grandfather didn't plan. Yeah. So, Akron. I okay. think we talked about this a long time ago. Uh, Do you remember talking about Akron? No. Akron is a real-time strategy game. Okay. Where, in addition to basic resource management, time becomes a resource. Dude. You get to play and time travel during play. <laughs> So this gets re- – I mean in the campaign that's kind of interesting because you can go back and fix old mistakes, right? You attack the computer, the computer wins, you go back in time, and suddenly the attack never happened. It gets really interesting in multiplayer. Wait. Wait. Multiplayer with th- – but – Yeah. Yeah. You you feel how that's hurt, starting to hurt your brain <laughs> right there? Yeah. It gets worse. It gets worse? It, yeah. I've actually I've been in this game uh since the alpha cuz they were short on cash and so they said, "Look, if you pre-order our game, we'll send you a copy and we will keep it updated. You'll be in the alpha and the beta." After about 10 minutes of playing, you get a headache. After 15 minutes of playing, you have an excruciating headache. After 20 minutes of playing, you've lost a night's worth of sleep. <laughs> Oh, that's... You have to monitor what's going on at multiple points in time. Oh. And the changes carry forward. So if I'm, if you and I are playing, Andy, this is one of my, my kind of basic examples. You attack me. Yes. I get my ass kicked. I jump back in time. I start building defense. You're sitting in the present in the middle of my base, right? You're blowing the shit out of me. All of a sudden, things just randomly appear? No, all of a sudden, your forces disappear, and my base reappears. Because oh, the be- time wave that carried my changes of building defense carried forward through our battle. So my units win, your units die, and all of a sudden, my base is still there, and you're left with nothing. God, this... Ugh. <laughs> there are a couple tricks. You can only go back so far. At some point, history becomes immutable. Okay. 
and you can order units in the past, but it consumes a specific resource called chrono energy, and that recharges over time. So time literally is a resource then. Yeah. You can also play in the future. What? But you, you haven't can jump done anything. forward in time. Okay. Well, no, I start building a unit. It takes 20 seconds for the unit to build. I jump forward 20 seconds. Hey, look, my unit. Huh. You can also send units through time. Oh, because no. you as the commander can time travel, so can your units. But I'm guessing that uses up a lot of... Well, it depends if you send them to the past or to the future. Gotcha. But, you know, it would really suck to, to be, atta- you know, you, you start attacking my base and you come in with what appears to be, you know, this insurmountable, overwhelming force. And all of a sudden, 20 guys that I had sent 10 minutes ago show up. That's, oh, craziness. <laughs> Anyways, the game is finally nearing completion, and there's a a very well-written article on Kotaku about it. Um, Turns out they had the idea for this game in 1999, and computers were not powerful enough to run it. But of course, that makes perfect sense, because you have to handle simultaneously events across the entire five minutes worth of time. It's a really cool game. Speaking of our past and the present, yeah, Ford is creating a car network. This sounds like a bad idea, but okay, let's hear it. Okay, um, Ford's vision is based on vehicles that communicate with each other and exchange data, including their location, status, and movement, basically over what they call short-range Wi-Fi. So Bluetooth. No, um, it's actually on the 5.9 gigahertz band. So not so Bluetooth. No. They really haven't officially standardized the uh, format yet on that frequency. But I'm just thinking of, um, we did this like, what, four years ago? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With the CCST? Yeah. Yeah, but the stuff that they could send, um, it would be super bad for someone to hack this. Yeah, which is why that the, um, they're only sending packets 10 times a second. Mm Mm-hmm. And the packet sizes are only 300 to 400 bytes. Yeah, but you could still spoof it. Yeah. And that's that's what I mean by hacking. I don't mean like breaking into the system. I mean just spoofing stuff. Because well, they... it's sending position and speed and stuff like that, which I assume will be used for safety features. Um, they're also pointing out there's a problem with the what's, system. What's their problem? Well, the fact that the chip that they're using, the 400 megahertz processor, mm-hmm. needs four milliseconds alone to decrypt the security layer in each message. <laughs> and the engineers admit that an accumulation of quote-unquote intelligent cars in a traffic jam could end up bombarding each other with data packets and crash the computer systems in the cars. Yep. You wouldn't even need a traffic jam. You'd just need a laptop that could spoof it. Yeah, and just basically do a DDoS on somebody's car. Car, right. <laughs> I, when I get into my car and turn the key, I'd really like the engine to start. <laughs> I don't want to have to worry about shielding my engine because someone else is trying to hack my car. I already have to worry about people trying to hack my car because I've got the ODB2 port. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, you know, have a wireless connection with... Yet. Yet. Ford plans on uh, having its intelligent car tech in production by 2013. Okay. This is a case of, hey, what could go wrong? (laughs) 
Well, if you ever want to look at how it or, how it works and the demos and everything else like that, it's all on the it's all on the link. Amos last words. Okay. Anyways, um, Sprint is uh, basically up in arms against the AT and T T Mobile merger. Duh. And they have now been subpoenaed by nine states. Sprint has. Yeah. For what? Um, Being for all of it is generally not a good thing. Well, nine states, Florida, Hawaii, Illinois, Minnesota, New York, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Washington have asked Sprint to deliver full, unredacted copies of all materials that, they, that Sprint submitted to the FCC in its petition to deny the merger. So, And they were also asked by the Antitrust Division of the uh, Department of Justice. Okay. I'm, I'm just, what? Basically, Why nine, st- nine yeah. states want all of Sprint data along with AT&T's data about the merger. So most likely, they will look into it. Okay. Because AT&T if- only needs approval from the FCC and the DOJ. Right. But state governments can kind of put a kibosh to everything by bringing up antitrust lawsuits within their own states. Like, if I were Sprint, I wouldn't have waited for a subpoena. I would have made sure every state, every state had this information as I gave it to the FCC. I would have sent it to every state's office. Mm. I would have been like, this needs to stop. If the FCC doesn't, you guys need to do it. Well, um, if majority rules in the U.S. government, which it does sometimes, um, 26 state governors have already sent letters to the FCC approving the merger. How many of them got campaign contributions from AT&T? I don't know off the top of my head because that's 26 states. So what I need you, Mandy, (laughs) since you have all this free time that you're sitting on your ass instead of driving to this side of the state and hanging out with us. Um, hello, who has a job? Oh, This guy? Guess it's the weekend. Hmm. (laughs) It's like, I'm going to spend my weekend doing this. You know, you, Dave, you could do this during the week. Yep. Just saying. Yep. All right. What else we got? Verizon. Um, yeah, Verizon. Oh, this one's hilarious. A customer called Verizon wanting to know why she had a $4.19 charge on her phone bill for six local calls. It's all it said was just six local calls, $4.19. So she wanted to get an itemized bill to know why, like, where did these come from? Yeah. Um, the Verizon representative, customer service person, response was, get a lawyer. And a subpoena to get your itemized bill. What? (laughs) That's what their response was. The Verizon person told them that in order to get that information, they are going to need to get a lawyer and a subpoena. I bet that went over pretty well. Well, she said... get a lawyer, it just wouldn't be for a subpoena at that point. Well, she said, screw it, I'll just take you to court anyway. Who needs a lawyer? And she went to her court by herself. And then the judge said, "Um, this is so stupid. The worst part, I like uh, the kind of the funniest part for me is that Verizon had to send a lawyer to court who's going to be. I mean, they have to pay these lawyers. Yeah, significant amounts because they're a telecom company. They've got money. Wouldn't it have been easier just to be like, yeah, you know what? We were stupid. Hang here's the why <laughs> they had to pay some jackass hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to court to be scolded. So, yeah, the judge, no surprise, sided on the uh, women. (laughs) Keep in mind, this is the same company whose customer service representatives didn't know the difference between $0.22 and $0.22. 
the um, the judge released her ruling, and in her ruling it says, it's a basic matter of fair business practice that a customer should be able to contact a utility about a charge on a bill and learn what the charge is for and learn that the charge was correctly applied. The only verification that Verizon's witness could offer that a charge like the customer's $4.19 measured use charge was accurate and billed correctly was her faith in the accuracy of Verizon's computer system. Wow. The only way that Verizon would offer any information about a past charge in response to a customer inquiry was to require that customer to hire a lawyer and subpoena their own usage information. By no reasonable standard could this be considered reasonable customer service. No, not at all. So Verizon fails again. Yeah. And the judge has proposed fining Verizon $1,000 just for this <laughs> for craziness. Idiots. <laughs> You're That's, wasting my we need time. idiot tax. That's what we need. <laughs> On all corporations. Uh, okay. We got to plow through this. We got um, Netflix is raising their prices or has raised their prices. Yep. Already done. People are pissed. Yep, going from seven ninety nine for DVD and uh, online streaming, they split that into two plans. So if you want to get the basic thing you got at seven ninety nine, you're going to have to pay basically sixteen bucks. Yep, that reminds me, I need to go change my Netflix account. Are you going to go for just DVDs or just streaming or what? I think just streaming. I love how they basically stated that um, we didn't know people still wanted the DVDs. Bullshit. <laughs> That's basically their reasoning was that we did all this online streaming, but. Not enough people switched to just the online streaming, so we're losing money on these DVD things. So basically, it boils down to that not enough people went to digital streaming and the fact that all of the producers, so 20th Century Fox, Universal, all those, um, want to charge Netflix more money. So those two things combined means that people have to pay more now for Netflix. Yeah. I still don't have Netflix, but I'm fine with that. Um, there's an Ace Attorney movie coming out. Uh, like Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney? Yeah. Huh. It's going to hit Japan theaters in spring 2012. Because I know there was a Ace Attorney Kabuki Theater, which is it's a play, basically. Yeah, but there's going to be a movie. Um, Capcom posted teaser images taken from a very bad cell phone picture of okay. the courtroom. I'm kind of interested in that because that yeah, game it, seemed it, interesting. I don't have a DS, so I've never actually played it. You're welcome to borrow mine. Whenever I go over there. Yeah. Oh, too bad. <laughs> um, an analyst was looking at Microsoft's new website app, uh, acquisition. Okay. Microsoft purchased the domain Microsoft-Sony.com. What? And the rumor mill starts. Well, I looked at this not as a rumor. I looked at this as a what if this would be a kind of cool scenario. Point of fact, Microsoft's online system and software for their console is really good. Yes. Point of fact, Sony's hardware kicks Microsoft's ass. Yes. They could work together. That would be really nice. If they – I mean it would – be the end of the console war it would be the end of the exclusives would it really be end of the console war because you still have nintendo if you, yeah if you somehow give nintendo's user base the microsoft sony ps360 <laughs> juggernaut then it would be a, everybody would be like whoa yeah um it would be interesting if if sony designed and built the hardware 
you'd have a super-powered machine. Yes. But many developers prefer Microsoft's development kits, and the users... I've used both. I think Xbox Live really is significantly better. I just want to play some of the games that came out on the PS3. I want to continue the Ratchet and Clank. I want to yep. play Uncharted. I want to... Um, yep. God, could you imagine what it would do to the E3 press conferences, though? Th- there'd just be two of them, then. There'd be the Sony Microsoft conference. Which would be huge and filled with tons of people. Yeah, they wouldn't be giving away the console. No, no, they would not. And you know what? They could even raise the price of the console, because you could argue that you'd only have to buy one instead of two. But you'd still... I don't know if I'd be willing to spend that much on a massive console. But, yeah, man, that would be nice. Yeah. It literally would hopefully be the best of both worlds and not, you know, the other it, way around. It could be... Yeah, you get Microsoft's hardware in the red ring. <laughs> And Sony's security. (laughs) Sony's security, an online system that was down for a month. So you get a console that doesn't work and you can't connect to anything. Yeah, even when it does work. (laughs) Even when it works, it doesn't work. Oh, So, um, Dawn, which I don't think we ever talked about because it's been... The soap? No, the... Basically, the uh, satellite. Oh, yeah. That we launched back in 2007. Okay. It is currently in orbit around Vesta, which is on the uh, asteroid belt. Cool. So we. How long do they now, expect that to last? Um, for basically for the uh, sometime in 2012, it's going to leave and head to the dwarf planet Ceres, which is the largest asteroid. I do believe so. Ceres, goddess of the harvest. So, yeah, we actually now have a satellite orbiting... An asteroid. An asteroid. Cool. I'm just waiting for it to get smacked by another asteroid. One of the two. <laughs> that would be bad. We could put this billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar device around an asteroid. It took us four years to get there. Funk. <laughs> it's like the Mars thing, just a yeah. lot worse. Well, on the other hand, I mean, asteroids, contrary to what Star Wars would have you believe, I don't think they they tend to hit each other. They are pretty far apart. But still, it could be possible. Yeah. (laughs) And that would be sad. I'd laugh so hard. (laughs) So what's the thing? Why are you posting E3 links? Because I finally got through my backlog of news feeds. We're supposed to be topical, Dave. Well, this is... Comic-Con is around the corner, so there. Okay. Take this as a precursor to Comic-Con. And PAX is in about a month. Yeah. God, PAX is in like a month. So, yeah, neither of us are going for the no. first time. Crazy. So here are the five questions. Ready? Yes. I, I'll ask the five questions, then I will explain the topic. What are the three original starter Pokemon? Uh, Squirtle? Char Charizard and Water what's is there a water one? Well I have water, water Squirtle, Charizard's Fire, and the plant one shit, what's the plant one? I'll give you partial credit. You did get Squirtle. Yeah. Charizard is the final evolution form oh, of Charmander. Charmander. And it's Bulbasaur. Okay, that's the one with the plant on the back. Yeah. What okay. love interest are you forced to kill in Portal? You have to kill the companion cube. What game was inspired by Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged? Uh, the Bioshock. What game pioneered and introduced the gun stiletto? The what? The gun stiletto. Gun shoe. 
character goes around has uh, Bayonetta. Yep. What's the name of the Ocarina of Time's main character? Uh, that's Link. Yeah. So four and a half out of the five. So, all right. I I don't know if I mean, these are not easy questions. No, but Ocarina of Time's main character. If I asked those to Kate, she wouldn't have gotten any of them. Probably not. But is Kate working at an industry event? No. As a community representative? No. Because that's what the booth babes are. By the loosest of loose definitions. And of something like eight booth babes asked, not a single one of them got any of the questions right. Because you asked eight. Most of them just get hired off from Craigslist. Yep. One of them actually uh, reported that she had worked at a GameStop. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you're working at a GameStop, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, you really should know a couple of these. I could understand not getting Ayn Rand or uh, the Gun Stiletto. But do you know how many of them said Pikachu for the three-starter Pokemon? Because that's Pokemon Yellow. Yeah, but that... <laughs> Still, there is a Pokemon game, Pokemon Yellow, that you get Pikachu as the starting Pokemon. That's true. Ha! But it's not the three original, and it's not one of the three choices. You just get Pikachu. Still, it's... Because <laughs> they all watch the cartoon. Yeah. Um, and, and Zelda Ocarina of Time? See, the problem with The Legend of Zelda is everybody thinks, oh, that's Zelda. Zelda no, no right. it's not. No. Play the damn game. It's Link. Ooh, kitten on the computer. Kitten on the computer. Bad kitten. It is dangerous to go alone. Here, take this. Yeah. Kitten. Kitten on the computer. Sitting on my question mark button. Good thing I was in notepad. You wanted to bring up the fact that booth babes are not there for their intelligence. Evidently not. I do have to say, though, one of the times... Uh, one of the E3s. One was one of the one who dressed up there. She had the crazy eyes. What? One of the e, one of the packs that we went to. Yeah. They had it was like Solar Empire or something like that. Was the game Sins of a Solar Empire? Yes. From they had some powered games and Stark. Yeah, they had a booth babe there. She was had like the whole like outfit that's on the cover. Okay. She was actually one of the. Uh, I think she was like a coder or something. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. Stardock is a really cool company. What I need you to do, Dave, is yeah. get a hold of them again. Okay. Or a hold of them for the first time. No, again, we, we were talking to their PR person. Ah. And then I never heard back from her. She I contacted think too them small again. time. Meh. So, um, you and I have played Civ a lot. Yes. Now we can be replaced by a computer that didn't know how and learned. Yeah. Not only did this computer not know how to play Civ, it didn't even have Civ installed on the computer. Just by reading the instruction manual, it was able to install the game at an 80% uh, success. I would say the system was able to reproduce 80% of the steps that a human reading the same instructions would execute when installing the software. So it got four-fifths. Yes. What's the fifth that it missed? Most likely probably insert CD into disk drive. (laughs) (laughs) I have no hands. How do you... How do I insert a CD? What's a CD? What's a disk drive? I love how the... And um, it won 80% of the games played, which is interesting because 
Um, there's not really any strategy in the manual. It's just here's what everything does. Yeah. Actually, no. It, it depends on which sieve. I think the first one actually had a pretty detailed guide of here's what you should do. Because they didn't have an in-game tutorial. No. Right? This is before the time of in-game tutorials. Yeah. I also want to know which version of Civ they were playing. Yep, probably one. In which case, we were wrong. It's insert floppy. <laughs> um, so, in World of Warcraft, because yes. we've we got to get through these, um, they've got the real ID system. Okay, it's actually set up? Yeah, it, it's been set up for a while. So Side I can note. talk to people who play Star. Andy has no idea what it is. Yeah, uh, I can talk to people who play on StarCraft. They can talk to me. I can talk to people on other servers. Doesn't matter. As long as they give me their their Blizzard ID, I can talk to them wherever they are. Okay. Blizzard has had cross realm dungeon finding for some time, which is you you instead of going in. You remember when you played WoW? There was the looking for group channel. Yeah, the LFG channel that everybody used just to chat. Yeah. Blizzard kind of did away with that and just made an in-game tool that said, I'm looking for this, this, and this dungeon, and I am a tank. And it would match you up with a group. Okay. Blizzard combined the two of these. Oh, okay. So you could now invite people... From different servers. Remember that was one friends. of your big problems? Was yeah. like, uh, you know, Which we server never... do I go on to? Right. I've got people here, people here, people so here. So now, as long as we're both Alliance or we're both Horde and we're both approximately the same level, I can say, hey, he's on that other server. Andy, do you want to go run Deadmines? Deadmines? What's Deadmines? The Van Cleef dungeon. Oh, yeah. That was always VC to me. Yep, well, because DM was Dire Maul. Yeah. Except it's not Van Cleef anymore. He's dead. <gasps> Is it's Smitty still there? Later. Nope, Smitty's dead. Oh, that's too bad. Now there's Rip Snarl, and um, the captain's not there anymore. Cookie is still there. <laughs> Captain Cookie. Looky, looky, I got Cookie. Yeah. Said that so many times. Yeah. Um, but this is actually a really cool little thing, especially when you add together the, the – well, I guess it wouldn't work with the free-to-play to 20 because you can't group if you're on free-to-play. Yeah. But yeah. Real party. I like well, it. Well, that that will definitely make sure so people aren't just hopping servers all the time. Yep. Okay. You just, you just need to make one alliance and one horde character for each type you want, and doesn't matter basically where they're at anymore. Right. Just matters what level you are. Yeah. Okay. I think that's all of our our yes. topics. Okay. Review. Oh, um, Konami. Sorry, Konami's doing a childhood obesity summit. Okay. Good for the, Konami. The same time they're doing a DDR tournament. Good for Konami. Okay. Sanctum. Um, do, do you want to do the games first or that game first? We'll, or? we'll do the review first. It's fine. Okay. Sanctum. Sanctum. What is, is Sanctum, Dave? A first-person tower defense game. First-person tower... FPSTD. Which F- actually doesn't... <laughs> let's just go with FPTD. <laughs> FPS colon TD. Okay. There's Not a goal. FPSTD. No. Okay. First person. No. First person shooter tower defense. So it's a tower defense game like Defense Grid, which we've already talked about. Combined Defense Grid with Monday Night Combat. So it's a co-op first person shooter. Yeah. But it's a tower. De- so so right there, that's a point in its favor, in my opinion. It is a co-op FPS. Okay. Okay. There is no team versus team PvP. Oh, okay. So it's. In fact, 
Friendly fire is off, except you can push people. If I shoot you, it pushes you. Ah. Which can get a little annoying. Yeah. There's an achievement for it, though. <laughs> There's always There's an achievement for stuff like There's that. There's an achievement for pushing someone into an enemy. <laughs> There's no life bar. There's no ammo. Um, your weapons are kind of cooldown based, so you they, they overheat. Your sniper rifle does have a clip. You have three guns, assault gun, sniper rifle, and freeze gun. And you run around. The game is in two phases, kind of like diplomacy. Okay. There's the build phase, which is as long as you want. There's no timer. There's no threat. There's nothing coming in. You spend resources, you build towers, you upgrade towers, you build a maze. Now, is everybody is in the first-person mode, so you don't have anybody... Yep. Well, there's you can have the top-down view, but you can't do anything while you're in the top-down view. Ah. So it's look at the map and then switch back and do shit. You have to be in first-person to do anything. Okay. And so you run around and you build a maze while you're in the maze, <laughs> and you build towers, and you upgrade towers... Are you so wait, when you build a maze, you're stuck in that maze? Yep. There is a tower called the Televator, which is a cross between a teleport and an elevator. So you can use those you can teleport at any time to any televator. Huh. We played beginner level on like the second or third map, four player last night. It took us two hours. <laughs> it seems a little long. It is not a short game. What's nice, though, is that because it's got these build phases, you can essentially pause it indefinitely. But it's... That just seems like a long time for a tower defense game. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like two hours while you're playing it. Well, yeah, nothing ever feels like two hours while you're playing it. Diplomacy felt like two hours while we played it. Yes, because we had half-hour turns. Ugh. Um... It's a really, really, really good game. It's very well designed. What platform is it on? Steam. Okay. You can use a 360 controller. Hmm. But why you would use that over a keyboard and mouse, I could never tell you. Some people like the controllers for FPSs. Yes, and they're idiots. (laughs) We covered why Microsoft stopped the computer versus 360. Because computer people were kicking their ass. Yeah, it's not a competition. It's a slaughter. Anyways, Sanctum, awesome game. It's on Steam. You can buy, is it a four-player? It... You can buy a four-pack. Well, how many, is it just two people on a map or four people on a map? Or Well, you can, it's a solo game. Okay. And, and you can play with up to four people. Oh, all right. So it's not only multiplayer. It's, it's an actual tower defense. It's just more fun when you have four people. Gotcha. There are still some features I'd like to see added to it, but it, it's a really good game. Like what? Like I'd like to be able to assign a number to each teleporter so that I don't have to find my mouse every time I switch to the map and then find the teleporter. I was to say, I'd like to go to number one and number yeah. two and number three. I'd like to hit tab one, tab two, tab three, and just be there. Mm. Kind of like your control groups from StarCraft. Right. Gotcha. Right. Speaking of StarCraft. Yes, speaking of StarCraft, how interesting I brought that up. Our games. StarCraft. Oh, StarCraft. Mr. Leslie's classroom in the middle school. Sixth grade on. About this. Wasn't even like sixth grade on. It was seventh grade on. Ah. Playing I'm just StarCraft saying... in the back of the middle school. 
next to the wood shop. That was the best use of that computer lab ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, I went in there for classes. We learned stuff, but we just wanted all those computers in one room. All- Network together. Yeah. It was like the LAN party we got to go to. We didn't have to worry about setup or teardown. Yep. Twice a week. Yeah. Oh, God, that was so much fun. It was awesome. <laughs> People wonder why. Oh, guys, you're still playing StarCraft? Yeah. Still playing StarCraft. Playing Elements, listening to Kikika Carrier has arrived. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Jamie man. would turtle the whole game. He'd just sit there and turtle. He'd be like, what the hell is he doing? Because we were all out fighting each other, skirmishes here and there, and all of a sudden Jamie just comes out. Like, three control groups, so 36 Guardians, long-range air-to-ground attackers. You just wipe out everything. <sighs> Thinking back, we could have done a whole lot more with that. With that lab? Well, like, we could have set up a, a minor tournament, we could have set up a ranking system. At that point, we just didn't care. It's we like, just wanted to play. <laughs> yeah. Which is really funny, because... I don't think we played that much of Brood War when I look back at it. Well, Brood War didn't come out till halfway through it. Yeah. I don't even remember even if I even finished Brood War. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I think I still have the CDs. Go play Brood War, Andy. Am I able to play StarCraft on Windows 7? Yeah, you have to run it in compatibility mode. Uh, if you still get CDs, miss. you can get rid of the CDs. Just go on to Battle.net and register yeah. the game. I oh, lost I, my I, CD key. I, um, shoot, I hopefully still have those CD keys. I lost my CD key. I am staring at two jewel cases on my countertop. They say StarCraft. StarCraft. Oh, that's a CD key. Do you have two CD keys? Crap, I've only got one. Damn. Oh, I've also got my CD keys for Warcraft 3 and Frozen Throne. Yep, you can put those in too. Damn, I gotta do that. <laughs> And if you've got Diablo sitting around, you can do that, too. I've never actually played Diablo. Really? Yeah. I've only played a couple minutes of it. All right, Dave, so here's the question for you. Yeah. Warcraft 2 or StarCraft? If you had to choose between the two of them. Ooh. Warcraft 2 had Death Coil and Death Knights and Paladins. StarCraft had Zerg and StarCraft 2 because of the custom games and used map settings. Okay. Yeah, there weren't really that many custom maps for... No, the tools weren't there. Yeah. But that's a topic for next week. In the meantime, random topic. Um, random topic, rolled ahead of time. If given the option, would you select your children's mate and slash or siblings mate and why? No. I, I wouldn't want to be that controlling. No. We, especially since... I could easily see turnabout as fair play. And so I did not want my siblings to give me a yay or nay on Kate. Kate. So therefore, I don't want to give my siblings a yay or nay on whoever they want to spend the rest of their lives with. Because I'm not them. They are not me. Yeah, not doing that. No, that's... That's an easy one. All right. Uh, Do we still need more random non-Hans random topics? We have nine random topics left. Okay. So we need them just from anybody. On a general principle. Yes, I should post another thing under the Twitter. Yep. Okay. Well, we're going to cut this short because it's been way too long. <laughs> Good luck, Andy. It's been too... It works. All right. Bye, everyone. See you.